Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, October 18th, 2019. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we have uh, a number of things happening in this podcast feed over the weekend. First up, Saturday morning, Jan Simpson is talking to one of the toasts of the town right now, playwright, playwright Will Arbery, whose Heroes of the Fourth Turning has been extended at Playwrights Horizons. It is one of if not the show that everybody is talking about right now. So um, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that's going to be a fantastic interview. And then on Saturday afternoon slash evening, I have a new episode where I talk to the legendary KT Sullivan about the 30th annual New York cabaret convention that is coming up later this month. Um, I, I, this is the second time you've taken away my job. I'm, so, I'm sorry. What was the first one? I forget. <laughs> I don't remember. It was something oh, okay. else. Moderately yeah. cabaret related. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I talked with her earlier this week and I do not know a ton about the cabaret convention, but she was a, a wealth of knowledge. So uh, I'm very excited about that one. So we will have two episodes in the podcast feed on Saturday. Then we will have, of course, this week on Broadway on Sunday. So that is uh, a a full jam-packed weekend. Of course, if you like any or all of this stuff, or if you dislike it so much, you want to give us money to help make it better, (laughs) head over to patreon.com slash Broadway radio, where you can contribute and, uh, and help us out. We would appreciate it. But Ashley, let's get into the news because we had a busy day yesterday and it all starts. So many busy days. Yeah. It's been, it's starting to pick up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The headliner yesterday was the fact that the new play, The Sound Inside, officially opened on Broadway. It is currently set to run through January 12th at Studio 54. This is the new play by Adam Rapp, directed by the great David Cromer. As it did at the Williamstown Theater Festival last year, the show stars Mary Louise Parker and Will Hockman. Um, The... Plot is a little bit of a mystery, so if you read the reviews, there are some spoilers, uh, but keep that in mind uh, Mm. uh, when you are perusing these. I have done everything I can to not have any spoilers in these segments that I'm going to read. But we are going to start with David Cody writing for The Observer, and he said, quote, Our presence in the room is essential to puzzling out the facts presented to us in Cromer's Hushed, Perfectly modulated staging unfolds with terrifying clarity, yet forces no conclusions on us. Hockman's Christopher, ardent but still the blank page of youth, brings off his swaggering lines with grace and humor. I didn't think I could revere Mary Louise Parker more than I did, but arch awkward Bella is one of the well, is one of her sharpest, funniest, most lived-in performances ever. Acerbic, detached, and monumentally sad, her Bella reminds any writer or lover of books why literature is the consolation of a lifetime and sometimes a prison. She's a literature professor in the show. The sound inside is a brilliant and unsettling portrait of a person who may escape death, but never the compulsion to transcribe that sentence that won't quit your head. David Rooney of The Hollywood Reporter said, quote, Silence and darkness are key elements in the play's presentation, and Cromer works masterfully with his design collaborators to coax scenes to life in isolated pockets of the blackened space, bathed in pools of suffused light. 
In a contemplative drama loaded with direct address monologues, third-person narration, and stories within the story, the director and playwright display an uncanny knack for drawing you in, as if providing access to the most private of thoughts and memories. And finally, Jeremy Gerard, writing for something called Theater News Online, said, quote, It almost breaks my heart to add that this production is the worst pairing of show and venue mm. I've seen in as long as I can remember. Now, just for clarification, David Rooney actually said he thought Studio 54 worked perfectly for the show. But Gerard continues, mm. quote, The sound inside is an intimate work. Studio 54 is exactly the wrong theater for it. As hard as these formidable artists work to achieve their intimacy, the house utterly defeats them. Parker, in particular, has a delicacy of both presence and delivery that demand proximity. All is lost in the echoes of a cold, distancing space. That's a terrible shame. Now, that's kind of interesting because that was not echoed in any of the other reviews yeah. that I've seen thus far. I was um, just about to say that. That's interesting because I was yeah. kind of wondering about that when it was announced, the venue show pairing. If it wasn't the kind of sh I mean, again, we don't really know much about it except the very bare bones of the plot or the very bare bones of you know anything about it. But it wasn't the kind of show that I was expecting to be in that theater. And there's always you know a certain tone of show I anticipate. Yeah. If I'm seeing something there, so it seems like that could very well not be the case, but the fact that you have, you know, what else is new? Two competing critics saying <laughs> it's wrong and one and one saying that it's right. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I was this was always up on the top of my list of things that I might want to see when I'm yeah, in town. Very and much I so. I'm thinking, because I'm starting to run out of spaces now that I'm filling in holes. Yeah. I'm thinking this might bump Tina because wow well because i know tina's going to be there this show right, closes yeah, in january 12th yeah. tina's going to be there when i come back in the spring um sound inside will not so i'm yeah. thinking that my last two ish spots i'm going to probably slide in the sound inside in a christmas carol mm -hmm. leaving leaving um tina for the spring I think. tina will be right tina will be there tina's yeah. going to be T some Tony contender, yeah, and Adrian a hot Warren. ticket, yeah, so, and, a, and yeah. a hot ticket too. So Absolutely. I'm trying to play the strategy game here, but I <laughs> I expected the reviews to be good, especially because Mary Louise Parker is amazing and David Kerman is a Always. fantastic director. But yes. uh, it sounds like they are living up to expectations. Very thrilled about it. Yep. All right, moving on. Yesterday, it was announced. Boom! Exciting news here. It was announced that SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> which has been redubbed back to its original out-of-town tryout title, The SpongeBob Musical, will air on Nickelodeon in December, and the majority of the original Broadway cast will return for their production, including Ethan Slater, Gavin Lee, Danny Skinner, Wesley Taylor, Jalen Josie, and more. The one noticeable ab absence, Ashley, will be that Lily Cooper will not be playing Sandy Cheeks, yeah. as she will still be in Tootsie, obviously. Right. Um, her Broadway replacement, Christina Saju, will play the role for this broadcast. Now, there are a lot of details still to be worked out, Ashley, or mm -hmm. uh, still to be revealed. Because yeah. the press release says that the SpongeBob musical colon live on stage exclamation point will be filmed, quote, for television in front of a live theater audience. Now, normally, I might assume that it means that this will air live on Nickelodeon. But... Right. Since this appears that it will actually be filmed in London, thanks unions, oh. I am going to guess that it won't be live, 
because uh, kids will be asleep by the time, you know, yeah. uh, or, you know, it'll whatever time differences. I'm not very smart. Um, but five apparently hours? the cast, it's five or six hours ahead. Yeah. So the kids will still be in school. I, You know, they're not going to do it at like if they do it, if it airs in prime time on the East Coast, they're not going to do it at like one in the morning you know sure. in london yeah. um but apparently the cast is back in rehearsals with director tina lando now uh actually i wish that they could have done this at the palace theater yeah. which would have been Rest really peace. cool <laughs> yeah but <laughs> yeah anyway or pieces depending on yeah. how the, uh, <laughs> it goes uh but either way I- i'm incredibly excited that this silly smart inventive yes. show is going to be preserved yes. for even more audiences so- to see much it's the best day ever oh i see what you did there (laughs) i love this show so much and i mean i think it was done really dirty when it was on broadway i still think it's a travesty ethan slater didn't win the tony when he had easily the most interesting performance on stage that season that was never mind that was that was the shalhoub one right is that Mm, mm-hmm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I lo- love Tony yeah. Shalhoub. Love Tony. Love Tony Shalhoub. Even Slater should have won. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, but there was no comparison to what Ethan Slater was doing on that stage. But you know, as in any case, when an original cast gets pro tape or some kind of recording of original performance. It's a matter of recording that performance for posterity so everyone can see it. I'm so glad everyone can see Ethan Slater do his thing now. And everyone else in the cast, especially Gavin Lee, who I regularly go back to watch uh, clips of I'm Not a Loser. And now everyone will get to see it regularly. Yeah, the one that I'm actually most excited about is Jalen Josie, um, mm, who played the... Yes. Uh, Mr. Krabs's daughter. I'm not a SpongeBob person. Pearl. Yeah. Uh, Pearl. Yeah. Pearl Krabs. <laughs> I'm here for all your SpongeBob knowledge. Don't Thank worry. you. Um, My Twitter handle is a SpongeBob. Oh, reference. that's right. I forgot. So. Yeah. She was amazing. And I, yes. And I think she did um, the Secret Life of Bees off Broadway, too. Um, uh, yeah. She's great. If at some point this long rumored dream girls revival ever happens mm-hmm. and if they don't cast her as effie it would be absurd i will be very upset no offense to amber riley but no of course because amber riley is amazing yes but, but jaylen's awesome but anyway all right actually let's keep this show moving forward because the sound inside was not the only show that opened last night yeah. off broadway we had an opening of a very different type of show one that includes a human eating plant because the little shop of horrors <laughs> off-road revival at the West side theater officially opened. It is currently selling through January 19th. It is not slated to close on January 19th, as I think we've talked about recently. Um, it of course currently stars Christian Borel, Jonathan Groff, Tammy Blanchard, and is directed by Michael Mayer. Um, one of the hottest tickets in town. I think the entire run is already pretty much sold out other than their rush tickets and Mm -hmm. based off the reviews it seems like it was worth it adam feldman of timeout new york gave the show four out of five stars saying quote to populate this parable mayor has wrangled a marvelous cast dressed with (laughs) dressed in hilariously lumpy clothes 
Groff Seymour is a likable klutz with just a hint of deadpan creepiness. As Audrey's abusive boyfriend, the sadistic bi biker dentist Oren Scrivello, and in a bevy of smaller parts, Christian Borle solidifies his status as the preeminent musical theater clown of his generation. His performance is a masterclass in milking. And, this is the part that's interesting and, and is echoed in other places, and Blanchard is a revelation. Many actors try to imitate the magic, brittle ditziness of Little Shop's original Audrey and merely wind up somewhere that's not quite Ellen Green. Blanchard <laughs> takes the character to a different world entirely. She's earthy and tough, with a bee-stung face and a manner that suggests a world of pain in her past. She's the heart of the production, and she's heartbreaking. That's amazing. I mean... Tammy Blanchard's an Emmy winner, so it's not like we yeah. didn't know she could act. She's an Emmy right. winner for playing Judy Garland, so of course she can sing too. But uh, and she was in Gypsy on Broadway too. Um, but that's that's a that's amazing. Moving on, let's uh, look at uh, Alexis Solosky's interview writing for The Guardian. She said, "Quote: Tonally, Mayer's production." takes a chirpy, see-what-sticks approach, but the script is daffy and capacious enough to allow performances as emotionally grounded as Blanchard's, as blithely comic as Groff's, as bananas as Borel's, who plays Scrivella <laughs> with the precision of a Swiss wristwatch and the derangement of a candidate for exorcism. He mugs, he twerks, he chews scenery like it's a wooden amuse-bouche, <laughs> if scene stealing is a crime, someone should make a citizen's arrest at the stage door. That's a I love Lexus Lasky. Um, <laughs> and finally, <laughs> Greg Evans, uh, writing for Deadline, said, quote, in a staging that feels garden fresh while honoring everything that made the musical such an invigorating blast nearly 40 years ago, this little shop sold out its limited run at the West Side Theater before performances even began. And it offers audiences a rare opportunity to see the show on the turf and in the manner that Ashman and Mencken must surely have envisioned. So I'm not going to lie to you, Ashley. I had not heard great things about Tammy Blanchard early on. And I think now seeing these reviews, yeah. what is most likely coming down to is that everybody just assumes that Ellen Green is the only way to do this part. And I totally mm -hmm. get that. I mean, she did it. You know, a couple years ago with Jake Gyllenhaal in that that concert gala performance, yes, it's hard to get it. a yeah, it's hard to get a perfect performance like Ellen Green's out of your mind when you're watching mm -hmm. someone else do it. Especially because every time I've seen the show, while I've never seen Ellen Green, I've seen other people doing an Ellen Green. Mm -hmm. But someone as exactly. talented, yeah, yes. as someone as talented as Tammy Blanchard, like I've been re excited about her potential performance when I see it next month. Because of these reviews, because this, uh, these are the type of reviews you want for this type of revival. I I saw it in one of the first couple previews. Oh, that's right. I, yeah, I thought it was amazing. I mean, we've been hearing a lot about Pasadena, and obviously, this is kind of more of a totally. classic in and less innovative. Even though I still think it's very innovative, but sure. I thought it was great. Jonathan Groff was. I don't want to discredit him by saying that he was surprisingly good because he's always good. Uh, but going into it, he certainly had to convince me that he was going to be a good Seymour. His oh, casting's don't, 
don't get Robbie Rizal worked up about Seymour <laughs> casting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still abs- absurd casting, but he did, and I thought he was wonderful. When I saw it, I think it was the second or the third preview, uh, Tammy Blanchard wasn't quite there as far as chemistry, uh, but I, you know, I absolutely agree with what Adam Feldman says. She's a very new Audrey. I thought she was phenomenal with, you know, she had nods to the original, but she wasn't tipping too much into Ellen Green territory, which, as you know, everyone wants to do an Ellen Green impersonation for good reason, because she's amazing, but yeah. it takes away from from the actor and their own talents. And I think Christian Worrell, I said it on Twitter after I saw the show, is probably our best active comedic stage actor at the moment, genuinely. His delivery is always so pitch perfect. You can watch Jonathan Groff do his best to not break every time that they're on stage together, which seems to always happen with whomever is playing opposite Burl on the show. But I think it's a great production and it's very well worth the hype and the ticket cost and the limited run so far. And I think it's, this is in a perfect venue <laughs> going opposite yeah. of, you know, sound inside. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see when this show extends with a different cast because I'm, mm-hmm. it will, uh, yeah. it, how how that maintains uh, because yeah. so much of this is about how great these performances are. It'll be interesting to see, but sure. time will tell come twenty twenty on that. But in the meantime, let's wrap up the week with a few other bits of news. First, on Instagram, Tony nominee Jen Colella announced that she would be departing the Broadway production <laughs> of Come From Away on November tenth. Not only has she led the show as Captain Beverly Bass since it opened on Broadway, but she has been with the show for five years and performed the role in six different cities as the show worked its way to Broadway. Next up, also on Instagram, Moulin Rouge confirmed that they would be heading to London's West End in 2021, and the Daily Mail's Baz Bama Boy reports that they will set up shop at a remodeled Piccadilly Theater in London. And finally, for the second year in a row, Hamilton will host a special fan performance on Thursday, October 31st, with all tickets for their 7 p.m. performance sold for $10 via the lottery on the Hamilton Mm. app. Fans can enter the lotto October 17th through October 25th at 8 a.m. New York time. Winners will be notified on the 25th, uh, six days before the performance, so... May the odds be ever in your favor, everybody. But uh, <laughs> Ashley, we, I love this kind of stuff. So yes. good for Hamilton. They, Amazing. They give for a show that co- they, you know can can cost over $1,000 pretty much for regular tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do go out of their way to at least and sometimes make shows affordable, especially for everything they do with students. So um, I'm glad that they're doing this opportunity while also making money for producers who also otherwise – regularly do shows that don't make money so Mm. it's hard for me to be mad at them for uh, making money off this one literally putting their money where their mouth is and i tried very hard today to (laughs) enter this and apparently everybody uh, apparently everybody else in the world was doing it at the same time i was because my app request kept timing out so you've got got a few days yeah yeah trying again tomorrow and tomorrow and again and again and again and the next day and Hopefully, I mean, always hopefully for Hamilton. Got it. Got to have hope. 
All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. Are you mocking me? You love that. Okay. All right. Uh, also, don't forget to head over to Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio uh, for all of the great Broadway radio goodness uh, and support there. We would love you even more than we already do if you did. So have a great weekend, everybody. Check out the three shows we have in the podcast feed on Saturday and Sunday. And Ashley and I will be back, I think, to talk to you on Monday. Yep.